our church family, at the beginning of every month, we, we specifically dedicate time on what we call first fruits, where we spend time praying to God. We're offering God our absolute best. This is a biblical principle of offering God your first and your best. And so throughout last year, we said, okay, on the first of every month, no matter when it falls, we're going to spend time praying and worshiping God. So we decided, hey, let's do that on the first of the year. What better time to do that, right? Let's dedicate this whole entire year, 2023, let's kick it off the right way by praying and worshiping together and giving God our first fruits together. So, so that's what we're going to do tonight. For those of you who haven't been a part of this, uh, when we've met at Holy Apostles and done prayer time together, um, we have some, we use the Lord's Prayer as a guide for praying together corporately. Today we're going to do some more individual kind of prayer. We're going to pray on our own a little bit about some things uh, that God might want to do in our lives, and then we're going to pray together, and there are going to be people who are going to guide you through it. So look, I just want you to know there are no spectators allowed in the room tonight. You are here as a participant to engage with the God who loves you. You are a son or daughter of a beloved God who wants to hear from you and who wants he wants you to hear from him tonight. And so, so here's we're going to all be as engaged as we possibly can. It doesn't mean that every single person in the, in the room has to pray out loud, but I don't want anybody to feel like they're here as a passive consumer. Like tonight you are here to pray and engage together. So as I've been praying and thinking about, God, what is it that you want to do in 2023 in my life and the life of our church, I have been coming over the last few weeks to this word consecration consecration. That's not a word that we use in everyday life. It's a very churchy kind of religious word. It means to dedicate or set something aside as holy or as sacred. That's all it means to consecrate something. If we take that out of the religious world, out of the religious sphere, uh, think about traditions that you have in, in your family, things that you maybe only do during the Christmas season or only do at certain times of the year. It feels special. It feels unique. You set it apart as something special and when we talk about our relationship with God and what we do with our God, it's really no different. We're just saying, this belongs to the Lord. I'm dedicating this to him. I'm giving this over to him. I'm, I'm, I, I want to say that this belongs to the Lord. And all throughout the Bible, there's this theme of consecration or dedication, of giving over to God something. There's this, this twin principle that God is the one who makes holy. Like, we actually don't, we actually can't contribute to our holiness. Jesus is the only one who makes us holy. It's his blood that was shed for us that actually makes us holy. But then he asks us to walk in that. So God rescues his people in the, in the, in the Old Testament from, from slavery in Egypt and sets them apart and gives them purpose and design and then says, this is how I want you to walk in the holiness that I've given you. I've set you apart as my people and this is how I want you to walk in that. And then the same thing is true for us as followers of Jesus now. We're saved, we're rescued, we're redeemed for our sin. And God says, this is how I want you to walk. This is how I want you to be. And I feel like what God is asking us as we move into this year is to consecrate ourselves before him. To, to once again say, God, I am yours. And this is going to be a little bit challenging. You're like, wait, I didn't come for a challenging word on January 1st of 2023. Where's your happy holiday season, jail? Well, I, I think that for a lot of the Western church, not just our church, we are in this thing for what God can do for us. And that's not a bad thing because God is good and kind and loving and loves to shower good gifts on his kids. 
But I think we've got it upside down. We belong to him. We are his. When we worship, we don't worship so that we get good feelings. When we're here in the room together, that's not what we're, we're meant to do. We are meant to give God everything we have because what else is worth giving yourself to? Life is empty if it's not all dedicated to the Lord. And so I feel like part of what God wants to do is reset to say, God, my life is yours. I want to pursue you completely and fully. I want to be in this for your sake. And here's the promise that God makes to us. If we do that, he promises to give us life that's abundant, above whatever we can think or imagine than what we could get if we were chasing that life on our own. Do you see? This is this great exchange that we get with Jesus where when we lay our life down to him and say, it's all for you, he says, okay, that's great. Now let me give you something that's above and beyond what you think you ever wanted, right? But we have to be willing to consecrate ourselves, to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. And as I was praying about this and thinking about this for, uh, for us this year, this, page, this scripture just jumped off the page at me. So just before... The, the temple was to be built this is back in the, the time of King David. And he's about to pass the torch of leadership from himself down to, to his son Solomon. And they're about to start the building of this temple. And David is giving instructions to the people. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do. Here's what this says. This is in 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 22, verse 17. Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon. He said to them, is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not granted you rest on every side? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into my hands, and the land is, the sub is land is subject to the Lord and to his people. And now here's the, this is the part that really jumped out at me. Now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Build the sanctuary of the Lord your God, so that you may bring the ark of the covenant to the Lord and the sacred articles belonging to God into his temple that will be built for the name of the Lord. There's two things there that really jump out to me. Now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. I think that that's what God is asking us. That's consecration. To make a decision today that throughout this year, I will devote my heart and soul to seeking the Lord. Then there's the second part of that, which is not just about a personal devotion. It's David's command to the people to be to build the sanctuary of the Lord so that you may bring the Ark of the Covenant to the Lord and then he goes on to complete that, that statement. It's about building the bigger thing that God wants to do. And I feel like that's part of the consecration that God wants to do in our life as a church family this year. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's about him and it's about us. Do you see that? That's what God wants. He wants us to devote ourselves fully to seeking him and seeking his heart. And then he wants us to devote ourselves fully to what he's doing in the life of our church family. And I think that there is a reset coming for us this year as a church family in this. I think God's going to turn some things upside down for us. We're going to lay aside some of the consumerism and the passivity that maybe some of us have experienced over the last year. We're going to lay aside some of the things that we've been turning to to give us comfort and peace. And we're going to put our full selves on the altar of the Lord and say, consume me, Lord. And, and you, don't, you don't have to, like, have all of this figured out. Just today, it's okay to say today. I know it's New Year's Day, and I know it seems cliche, and I know I'm rhyming right now. 
But it's okay right now to say, yeah, God, I want to be all in on this. I want to consecrate myself. Whatever happens, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Today, I want to consecrate myself before you. I want to seek after you with all my heart and soul. And I want to be a part of building the thing that you're building. And here's what that looks like. Once the temple is built and once the people have actually done all the things that they're supposed to do, there's this beautiful thing that happens in the scripture where God's presence fills the temple. And God's presence is so strong that the, the people ministering can't do anything. What would it be like for us to consecrate ourselves to the Lord? To experience the presence of God so much. It's like, I, I can't leave this place. I can't do anything. I can't stand. Like, that's the level of engagement with the Lord that I want. And that's the level of engagement that's possible for you. Not just when we gather here for worship together, but in your everyday life, your everyday ordinary life. When you get up in the morning, you can experience the presence of God in your car on your way to work. Right? But it won't happen if you don't consecrate yourself and say, Lord, I want this. God is so kind. He won't force that upon us. But when we say, God, yeah, we want this, he's going to be kind to meet us this year. So that's what we're going to do today. That's, that's going to be the theme of our prayer and our prayer time today. So first thing first, I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer. Now here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to sing some songs together. When we're singing, I'm going to encourage you to stand during the singing portion. And you can stay standing the whole entire time, but if you want to sit when we're praying, if that feels more comfortable to you to kneel or to move around a room, like that, that would be totally fine. But just to kind of keep a rhythm of how we're, we're going to do this, I would encourage you to, to, to stand when we're singing, to stand when we're reading the scripture. And if you want to sit and take a break, you can sit and take a break and when, when, when you're praying. So actually, would you, would you stand now? And let's say the Lord's Prayer together. It will be on your screen. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we're going to use these words as our guide for for prayer today. And the very first thing we're going to talk about is committing ourselves, consecrating ourselves to knowing the character of the Father. When it says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What, what does it look like for us to, like, to actually go after that as a church family? What does it look like for you to go after that personally this year? To commit yourself to say, God, I want to know who you are this year. And so we're going to pursue that together. Uh, Katie, you can come on up and read and then We'll move into the first song. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Tight and I can't do right. 
So we're just going to take um, a couple minutes and um, we're just going to take some time of personal prayer for you to be able to just connect with the Lord. Um, like Chell said, this portion of the service is all about like the Father's character and who he is. Um, and that passage of scripture that Katie read of um, letting your mind be renewed just keeps sticking out to me. And I remember someone saying, like, the most important thing about you is what you think about God, what you believe about God. And so um, I just think this is a time where we can kind of do some business with the Lord and allow him to sift our thoughts. What do you believe to be true about him? Maybe there's something in this year he wants to, an aspect of himself that he wants to introduce you to or reintroduce you to. Um, and so I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes just to, Take some time to pray, just personally for yourself. Take some inventory. Where's my relationship at with the Lord? What am I lacking? Um, what is the Lord maybe wanting to teach me? Maybe there's a place of clarity that you need. Um, ask the Lord for that. So just, just take a couple minutes and just pray. Um, and commit yourself. That's the thing that we're doing tonight. Commit yourself to knowing who the Lord is this year. I'm going to invite us uh, to be praying now for our community. So here at Fusion, so what we were just doing is pers taking personal inventory, um, but we also want to do that as a church family, kind of like how Chael set it up today um, about how God wants you to seek him with yourself, but also to come into family and do that as a family. So I'm going to open us up on that, and this is where I'd invite some of you to also pray out loud with us. Um, and I'm going to just reiterate the importance of that. Um, in a community prayer time, as a family, your voice is important. Um, and so I do invite you to, to stand uh, if you want and just uh, pray out loud. So I'm just going to kick us off. Um, yeah, Lord, we, we are grateful for who you are. Um, I'm just reminded of the words that come up when I think of who you are. Uh, you are redeemer. You are king. You are hope. You are peace. You are love. You are love above everything else, God. Um, and you are more and more and more and more than that. Um, but I just, I thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for who you are here at Fusion, that you sit at the, at the head of the table here. Uh, we're here because of you. Um, and so we're not here to, to do our own thing for our sake. Um, we're here to partner with you, Lord, and let you be the Lord of this family. Um, and so we just dedicate uh, our, our, ourselves as a church to seeking after who you are and not doing anything that isn't you. Um, so I just pray for that, God. I pray that you renew our minds with who you are. You renew our minds as a corporate community, Lord, with who you are. So go ahead and just uh, pray out. If you guys want to just pray out about who God is here in this house.
God of, of, of looking towards idols, looking towards things to satisfy us, Lord, when you are the only thing worth pursuing. just reminded before we move into the next section of uh, there's an encounter that Jesus has with the, the woman at the well and he comes to her and he asks her for a drink and Jesus says if you knew who it is that you were talking to you would be asking me for a drink and I just feel like the Lord is saying like he wants to offer himself to you He's not just asking something of you. He's not just asking you to give away yourself. He wants to give away himself. Uh, so, uh, and I, today I had this image as I was driving here. Actually, I've had this repetitively of hands out like this. And the hands out were this. We're like receiving, saying, God, fill, fill this up, Lord, fill it up. And then the hands that were out were also giving away. They were giving away. And, and I feel like the Lord wants to fill us up so that we can give it away. Right? So seeking God with your whole heart, with all of your mind, with all your soul, all your strength, and then dedicating ourselves to building his house. I feel like that's what the Lord's saying. Like, I want to fill it up, and then I want to give it away, Lord. So we just we just commit ourselves, Lord. I'm going to drink deep from your well. 
redeemed from your wealth, Lord, this year. I want our souls to be satisfied in you. I want joy and happiness to fill this house, Lord. I want your praise to be on our lips, God, your declaration of hope. God, I want to wear hope like a banner, like a robe, God. I want to be bathed in hope everywhere I go, bathed in joy. I want the shalom of God to reign in my heart and in this church, God. Nothing less, Lord, nothing less, Lord. We dedicate it, we consecrate ourselves to you, Lord. The next section of the Lord's Prayer says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what we're going to do now is consecrate ourselves to God's purposes. Consecrating ourselves to God's, the Father's purpose. There are so many important things uh, that we can, we can focus on and that we can build. But building the kingdom of God with God is his heart. And I feel like one of the things we need to do is consecrate ourselves to the Father's purposes. Say, God, my work is your work. My money is your money. My body is your temple. My house is your house. Even now, while we were praying, I felt like I saw the Lord. I felt like the, the, the presence of God entering into some of your homes. And you experiencing, husbands and wives experiencing the presence of God together in a way in your home like you never have. But we've got to commit what we have to the Lord. Commit to his purpose. Say, God, my house belongs to you. My work belongs to you. My body belongs to you. It all belongs to you. Whatever it is that you desire with this, Lord. We're going to commit ourselves to your purposes. So we're going to pray into that. Maggie, you can go ahead. Matthew 10, 7 through 8 says, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give.
we were just um, singing that song and worshiping, I felt like the Lord was just um, extending this invitation to just come fully into his presence wherever you're at. Sometimes I think we have, we feel like we have to mask up, you know, like put on this facade or um, pretend. And I just feel like the Lord is like, I just want all of you right where you're at right now exactly where you are and I'll take care of what needs to be taken care of but come in vulnerability and come in humility and see what the king can do and so as we um, as we take time to just pray um, right now remember we're praying right now as just individuals we're praying personally um, about the father's 
agenda, the Father's purpose. And so I just, I just want you to think about as you pray um, during this time of um, what are the ways when you wake up in the morning that you are partnering with the Lord and what he has for you. He's given you power and authority and influence and favor in whatever area of your life you're in. And so sometimes what we do is we go about our life and we ask the Lord to bless our agenda rather than saying, God, what's your agenda? And I want to align myself with yours. And so, so this is um, just a time for us to, to ask the Lord, like, what are, you, what are you doing in this year, in this area, this arena that you have given me? And how can I partner with you? So, so just take some time right now. Just pray quietly wherever you're at. How can you partner with the Lord this year? I want us to pray now for how that same thing, the committing ourselves to the Father's purpose, but here as a church. Um, and like, yeah, what things come to mind when you think about how a family can all align under the purposes, um, you know, the scripture that Meg read, read um, about how the kingdom of heaven has come near and that we're to go and proclaim that and that we're to heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse those with leprosy. We have so many, I mean, these are big things that, that Jesus gave his disciples to do. Um, and so how can we, Fusion Church, how can we stand here and go, Lord, what do we, how do we do that today? How do we do that as a family? Uh, so I'm just gonna kick off that prayer and I invite you to pray out loud too. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the way that you've given uh, Fusion so many resources. Um, we're a small group, but you've given us big resources to go out and do your will. Um, and so we just commit ourselves as a church to continuously seeking out who we are, what, what are we, what message are we carrying, who are we speaking to, what are we doing when we open our doors on Sunday, how are we inviting people into that. Lord, so I thank you, I pray God that you continue to, to use us. I thank you for our morning prayer time that from 6 to 7 a.m., shameless plug here. <laughs> I thank you for the people you've sent into that and that you'll send more. God, send us, send us even more um, people to just partner with your mission. So I just invite you to pray too.
would you just uh, show us uh, how we can use what's in our hands for your glory, Lord, for your purposes, God. Lord, would you break off uh, any sense of defeatedness, uh, any sense of I'm not worthy or I'm not ready or I don't have anything to offer. God, elevate our minds, change our mindsets to see, Lord, what we have to offer, Lord, your kingdom, Lord. Lord, would you, would you change our mindset so that we're willing to offer, Lord, uh, the best that we have to your purposes, Lord, in, in every way, God? Would you let our work and our home life be for your glory, Lord, to elevate and lift up your name? Lord, would you change our mindset around all of that, God? It's not just work. It is worship. It's not just caring for the kids. It is worship, Lord. It's for your name and for your glory, Lord. Elevate our mindset, Lord. Change our mindset. The next part of the prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. That's all about the Father's provision. And so we're going to pray about the, uh, the Father's provision. And a part of that is us committing ourselves to the Lord that we will steward what he has already provided. So he has promised, he actually tells his disciples, like, before you even ask for it, I know what it is that you need. And so he says, so don't worry about that. So we actually don't need to stress too much about praying that God will give us something or do something. Actually, we, we trust him with that. It's not that it's wrong to pray for those things, but actually part of what we need to consecrate ourselves to is our first fruits and, and stewarding what God is. So there's two aspects of this. There's stewarding what God has given us and say, God, I will dedicate myself, Lord, to stewarding well what you've already given me. I'm going to take care of my house. I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to take care of my finances. I'm going to make sure that I manage well what you've already given me. And the second part of that is the principle of first fruits. It's the first 10%, the best and the first belongs to the Lord. And so our challenge for us as a church this year is for you to step into first fruits giving as a part of offering your first fruits to the Lord. That, that is a challenge that I'm issuing to you as a church family to see what God might do in your own life. Even, I'll just be in full confession, last night before I went to bed, I'm sitting there and thinking about a, a, a financial mountain that I'm going to be facing this year. I'm like, God, how are you going to do that? I don't know. And running through my mind is like, well, if I did this and did that and I could do this. And like, there was a, a fleeting thought in my mind of like not giving my first fruits to the Lord. Just, just confessing that, right? Right before you right now. Like, how foolish. Like, to not trust God that he's going to take care if I give to him what is already belongs to him. And so right now, that we're going to press into that consecrating ourselves to give our first fruits to the Lord and to steward it well, what he's already given us. Go ahead. Father, we stand here tonight content. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over.
about God's provision, um, we can kind of be all over the map in this room in terms of our thoughts about that and our theology. And um, I'm just going to pray over us um, as individuals. So, um, Lord, I'm just so grateful for your provision. I'm just so grateful for your abundance there's no end to your generosity. Lord, I'm thankful that your provision extends beyond finances. God, that you bless us with relationships and a spiritual family. You bless us with um, a home and food and our health. 
God, you take care of every aspect of our life. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. And we just acknowledge that tonight, Lord. Sometimes we, we look at our bank accounts or we look at the things that we've accomplished and we want to pat ourselves on the back and think we've done a good job. Like, oh, I've, I've stewarded that well or I've worked really hard. When really, it's just from you. It's just from you, God. So we thank you. We thank you for those opportunities to work hard. We thank you for those opportunities to steward well what you have given us. But we acknowledge first that it comes from you. And we just breathe deep. We breathe deep of your generosity and your abundance. I just feel like the Lord is saying, like, no more shallow breaths. Stop taking shallow breaths. Stop coming up for air and just waiting for the next thing. Pause and take a deep breath from his abundance and his goodness and his generosity. He has so much more for you than you could ever plan or imagine or think on your own. So much more. So it's not a rebuke. It's an invitation. It's an invitation that there's more. You need those breaths. You need oxygen. But he wants to give more. He wants to pour out more of himself. Breathe deep of that tonight. Thank you, God. Thank you for your abundance. Yeah, I just want to stay in that actual, that vein um, as we pray corporately, um, as we were just kind of uh, leaning into his abundance and his goodness and how he provides everything. He knows all of our needs. He wants us to ask, yes. He wants relationship inside that then as a family, um, I just open us up to pray right now, God, that we would we would ask you for stuff uh, together. So like Fusion, we've, we've wanted a building for so long. Uh, we want a home. We want a place to call home. Um, so we ask you, Father, whatever you're doing to work it out right now, we just thank you in advance for your goodness. Uh, God, we ask for a building. I also, God, I ask for... Um, for you to show us places you want us to go steward, um, uh, help stir up your kingdom with our finances. I thank you for opportunities we've had to bless people who are going to the nations, people who are here right here in our community. Some of us in this room have been blessed by the generosity of Fusion Church, present company included. Thank you. Father, thank you for setting us up like that. So I thank you, but we also, we, we're going to set this time apart to ask, what do we want?
pray that our tithes and offerings would not be religious dues, but would be worship before you. Uh, Lord, as we lay, uh, lay our offerings before you, God, let it, let it be worship, God. Let it truly delight your heart, God, and let us be joyful, cheerful givers, Lord. Let us delight our heart, God, to contribute to the work of the ministry, Lord, to give to the poor. God, just um, just pray that you would stir up our hearts to let generosity uh, mark us, Lord. Let faithfulness and sacrifice mark us, Lord. Uh, Lord, let us be cheerful in it all, not begrudging, Lord. Uh, Lord, just stir up our hearts in that, God, that we would consecrate ourselves, that our our wallets, our homes, our bodies, our families, our cars, it all belongs to you, Lord. It all belongs to you, God. Let us glorify you with it all. The next portion of the prayer um, says, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debts against us. It's all about the Father's forgiveness. Um, This is actually a really important part. It's the, the center of this prayer because Jesus, it's the only part of the prayer that Jesus goes on to elaborate about how important it is that we forgive other people, that we walk in forgiveness, and that we extend forgiveness. And so, uh, so we want to be a people who are consecrating ourselves uh, to, to that to that as well. And what that looks like for me as I was thinking about how do we implement this and pray about this, I really felt like this call to righteousness. Uh, righteousness again is a is a Bible word. It has to do with rightness and our relationships with one another, and rightness in our relationship with God. Uh, so when I when I do things that are good and for Jen's benefit, I'm living righteously towards her. And when she does things that are good and for my benefit, she's living righteously towards me. When I do things that are good and for God's benefit and not things that he detests and despises, then I'm living righteous before him. Now, I don't have any righteousness of my own, neither do you. Our righteousness is Jesus' righteousness. So we can't make ourselves holy, I said at the beginning, but we can live into the righteousness that God has given us. And we can live right with one another, and we can live right before God. And truthfully, if I'm being being really honest, I think that for, again, many of us in the Western world, we've gotten a little loose with holy living before God. We've gotten a little loose. We, we like, we're walking up to the line just to see how close we can get to the line. And that's not the way that God has called us to live. God has called us to live with an ear to the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is acceptable to you? Do I eat this or not eat this? Do I drink this or do I not drink this? Right? Do I watch this or do I not watch this? As it relates to him. And then how about my neighbor? How about the people I live in relationship with? Am I living in a righteous way towards them? And I feel like God is asking us to consecrate ourselves to righteousness. To live as forgiven people and to freely forgive people and to live in right relationship with him and other people. And I feel like God is inviting us into something different, inviting us in this year to consecrate ourselves to holy living in a way that maybe we haven't before. And so we're going to pray into that. So I forget who our next person is. If you, John, come on up and read, and then we'll pray this section. Psalm 139.23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting.
why don't you just take a second, if you haven't already, and just spend a minute or two. Just ask the, ask the Lord just to search your heart. God, is there anything in my life, that, just exactly what that psalm said, is there anything in my life, Lord, that's not pleasing to you? Search me. Search my heart, God. Chances are you already know, but sometimes there's stuff that surprises you. So just listen to the Lord for a minute. Is there anything... about legalism. It's not about, it's not about following rules or not following rules. It's about walking in friendship with God and knowing what delights his heart and what grieves his heart. God, is there anything in me that grieves your heart? Lord, is there anything in me that you delight in that you want more of, Lord, that you would love to experience more with me? those kinds of questions now. Maybe that part about the anxious thoughts resonates with you. You know my anxious thoughts. For me, it does. I know my anxious thoughts, Lord. Lord, I, I commit myself to um, entrusting you with, with the thoughts of my worries, Lord. I won't carry those on my own. the heart of God when you try to carry stuff that you're not meant to carry. He looks at you and he says, son, daughter, that's not what I meant for you. It's not what I want for you. It's designed for you to run in freedom, not live in bondage to worry, not live in bondage to sin. out in that if there's any corporate kind of repentance things that you feel like we need to just confess before the Lord or invite his forgiveness in you can pray that out loud
Lord, free us of living in offense and holding on to offenses, holding on to grudges. Lord, being quick uh, to be angry or to take offense at things, Lord, soften our hearts, Lord. Uh, let us believe the best about one another, Lord, and, and not carry around um, a sense of entitlement, Lord, uh, a sense of offense. last portion of the Lord's Prayer says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is about the Father's guidance and about the Father's protection uh, and consecrating ourselves uh, to really being led by the Lord in all things, uh, committing ourselves to say, God, you're in charge and I am not. Uh, and honestly, if there's like something that every person in the room could be convinced of that would be life-changing for you, it would be that fact. God, you are in charge and I am not. As a matter of fact, probably every person in the room needs to say it out loud and confess it. God, you are in charge and I am not, right? Uh, and so if that's the case, then we need to open ourselves up to his leading and to his protection. We've got to commit ourselves to say, God, I will follow your way. And I want to hear what you have to say. And I feel like one of the things we need to dedicate ourselves and consecrate ourselves to is, God, I will only listen to your voice first. I will listen to your voice first. Your voice first. His voice is more important than your voice. His voice is more important than your favorite podcast or your favorite preacher or your best friend or your husband or your wife or your children or your friends. His voice is the only voice that really matters in your life. And every other voice gets filtered through his voice. So what does it look like to be consecrated in that, to hear God's voice? Because if we hear his voice and we follow his lead, we will step into the paths where we are protected. Too many of us, myself included, are trying to take the reins of my life, and I am not a good leader of myself. Jesus is a really good leader. I'm not, right? And so if I will hear his voice and listen to his voice, he will guide me where he wants me to go, and it will go well with me in a way it won't. Doesn't mean everything will be perfect, right? But he promises to walk with me even if I am in the valley of the shadow of death. And I would much rather be in the valley of the shadow of death that he leads me into than the one I lead myself into. Do you see the difference? So how do we consecrate ourselves to hear God's voice and receive his protection today? As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I believe in the blood of Jesus washed as white as snow. I believe in the power of the gospel still makes the broken whole. And the curse of sin was broken when they rolled away. 
not abandon us to the grave. We trust you, Lord. All right, so here's how we're going to end today. So normally we take communion, you go back in your seat, you take it on your own. Today we're going to take it together. So as quickly as you can, come, grab your communion, and then stay up here, and we're all going to take it together as one group. So come and grab your communion. Make your way wherever you can around the stage. So if you come first, then head up closer, kiddos. Go up this way. There you go. You guys spread up that way a little bit. There'll be some people in the front. Squeeze in here. body and the blood of Christ, his body which was broken for us, and his blood that was shed for us, that consecrates us and makes us righteous and holy before God. It covers over our sins and provides forgiveness and atonement for us so that we can be reconciled for, to God and our sins can be cast as far as from the east is, from the west, and we can be white as snow. That's what you hold in your hand. But also this body and this blood consecrates us together as one family. We dip from one single cup. We are the body of Christ. There isn't individuals consecrated before God. Jesus paid his price for his bride. He loves his bride. He loves this portion of the bride of Christ. And he has good things in store for us. So today we consecrate. Lift your, lift your communion high. Today, Lord, we receive your consecration. We receive your forgiveness. We receive that you have set us apart to be your priests, Lord. A kingdom of priests before you, Lord. Lord, that you have sent us as servants into the world to bring hope and joy and peace and good news to the world. We commit ourselves in this year, in 2023, to truly being the body of Christ. Let people see Fusion Church and see Jesus. Let them be filled with hope and joy, God, and set people free. Set the captives free. Lord, not because of anything we did, but because Jesus, the light of the world, you in us, the hope of glory. Lord, we, we receive freely the gift that you paid such a high price for. body and the blood of Christ you can take together.
Lord, we pray that everything that we've prayed and sung today would be done. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Let healing flow like a river through this church. Let hope flow like a river through this church this year. Let every home experience healing and redemption, God. Restore the broken things, Lord. Restore anything that's broken. Bring it back to life, Lord. You are the God who raises the dead, the God who resurrects. So do that, Lord. Resurrect dreams in our life, Lord. Resurrect, God. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Do that in the homes of the people that are at home right now watching and praying along with us, God. You can do it. I know you can. We bless you. We thank you, God. You are good, and we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living this year. We will see it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, you are not going to want to miss next week. We have a great friend of mine, Mark Burgess, who's a missionary we support in Peru. He's coming, and he's going to share with us next Sunday. He has a British accent, so everything he says sounds brilliant. Uh, so he's also a really, really gifted man of God, and I trust that he's going to bring a word for us that's going to be powerful and set us ablaze for this year. And so I'm excited for you to come. Make sure that you come to that. It would be great. Set this year right in all the things you prayed about. When you walked in, you should have received just a blank sheet of paper. It's blank for a reason. There's nothing on it. It's between you and the Lord what goes on that piece of paper. And here's what I'd encourage you to do. Before you go to bed tonight, Write something on that piece of paper from tonight that's significant to you. What is it that God stirred in your heart and called your attention to that you want to consecrate this year? Maybe it's one of those portions of prayer. Maybe it's something that God's already called your heart to. But don't go to sleep tonight until something is on that piece of paper. God, I consecrate this to you this year. And then stick it in your Bible. Put it somewhere where you'll see it. Like, And, and, and let's just see how God does. Let's see what he might fill that page with throughout this year. All right? I love you guys. Let's have an awesome 2023. Amen? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Let's get out of here.